All right, welcome to another episode of the Find You Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Pinkham. You can find me on the Instagram at Lee Pinkham. You know, someone was someone was joking with me on maybe it was a few episodes ago on why I plug my IG at the top of every episode. And and first of all, my answer was why not, right? <laughs> like why not plug my Instagram? It's it is my podcast. I can do whatever I want. And but but secondly, I was like, you know, it's Instagram is really a, a great platform to share like my experiences, uh, lessons that I've learned in the fitness and health industry and really just life and am still currently learning. I mean, I'm only 25. There's a ton of things to learn and, and just things like that. And I, I've never been one. And I'll stand by this to the end of time. I don't care about how many followers I have. I don't care about how many likes I get on my Instagram. I'm honestly I've stuck to this. But basically my entire health and fitness career, if I can impact like three to the freaking three people with this entire podcast for however long it runs or three people via my Instagram, you know, over a period of five, 10, 15 years or whatever, then I think it's all worth it. I think if I can have some sort of lasting impact, I, I, I think it's worth it. You know, I've got a uh, I've got a good buddy of mine who I trained a lot with last summer. And he's been sending me screenshots of his runs. He's been running every day since this whole stay-at-home order went into effect. And he was never a runner. Let me tell you this. This guy is a monster. He can power clean 350 probably pretty easily. He has just some ridiculous numbers that he puts up. He was a football player. And a lot of times we were training, I'd be like, yo, let's do this running, these running intervals or something like that. And basically, if it were over like an 800, he'd be like, nah, I'm not going to do it. For the most part, if the longer runs he passed on, but a lot of the shorter things he'd be down for. But throughout all of this, you know, he's been sending me all his screenshots of his runs he's been doing. He's been running two, three, four, five miles in a weighted vest now, and which is something he would have never done years ago and that's kind of what i'm aiming for like i i love having friends like that to where we can just send each other what we're doing for our workouts back and forth and we're helping keep keeping each other motivated and inspired especially during this time it's a difficult time for a lot of people and and that's really like really what i want to accomplish what i want to accomplish with the podcast with with my Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's great to be able to connect with friends that, especially if you haven't seen them in a long time and be able to see what they're up to. But a, a lot of people get caught up into the likes and get caught up into, you know, all that nitty gritty social media stuff. And in reality, I'm just like, dude, I hope that I make an impact on someone. So that's why I plug it. <laughs> I'm gonna keep plugging it, but just so you guys know, if you, in, in case you were thinking something else, but it's, so anyways, uh, so right now I'm in year one of three of chiropractic school. And so I'm, I'm in my third quarter of the first year. And currently we're online until at least May 15th. I just made the announcement yesterday, but I definitely foresee it going at least until our next quarter starts up next July. But what do I know, right? So some may wonder how that's working out since chiropractic is a hands-on profession <laughs> and my answer to that would be that it, it's going okay with technology the way it is now we can we can really recreate a lot of things i mean the powerpoints are still going to be a powerpoint the teacher can do a voiceover on the powerpoint and get the same message across but the greatest value that we get out of school is the hands-on experience part that you know we're currently not getting uh 
that we usually that we usually get and currently or typically during the week when we're in school we're getting like three to five plus hours a week of just hands-on practice and that's learning setups that's learning how to palpate spines at, at the beginning um and still really doing that just learning methods learning how to learning how to become a good chiropractor and so that's really what we're missing out on right now and it's kind of a bummer uh, it is a bummer but it, you know obviously things are these are extenuating circumstances so currently we've been cooped up in the house i'm doing all my classwork online so that's like 35 hours of classwork just straight up online right now and uh the podcasting i figured this would be a great time to get into like a hot button topic and i can kind of get all my ducks in a row of how i want to how i want to kind of present this conversation to you all and a, a hot button topic that is always it's always been out there at least for the past like several years is fasting and I typically, like I said, stay away from those kind of topics because I, I don't want to be misleading in any way. But since I was able to get my, you know, ducks in a row in a way and be able to, you know, really figure out how I want to approach this conversation, I figured, why the hell not? So why not just give you my two cents on fasting? And a lot of the a lot of the discussion you're going to hear about today, it was sparked by a discussion we had in our biochemistry class by a guest speaker we had last quarter about fasting. This has been about a month or two now. In our profession of chiropractic, nutrition is obviously an incredibly important component to a fully functioning body. And with fasting obviously being a hot topic in the health and fitness realm, we're gonna be asked about it in our practice. And being properly informed and educated is absolutely necessary. That's things like, you know, should you fast, uh, what breaks a fast, how to break a fast, and much, much, much more. So today we're going to dive into all of that, and I'm absolutely pumped about it. Remember, as you're listening to this, keep an open mind. And as always, if you feel like there's something that I say that you don't agree with, or you do agree with and you want to uh, just tell me about it, or if there's something that you think that you want me to elaborate on more, shoot me a message and we'll definitely have a conversation. I I love to hear other people's opinions, their experiences with this. And basically what I'm telling you is my opinions and my experiences. So uh, don't think that I don't want to hear it or I'm going to shun any other ideas. That's not me. That's not, that's not the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy the, the episode. Okay, the fourth time is the charm. I'm going to lose my mind. This is the fourth time I've had to record everything after the intro. And the first time it was, was because I accidentally muted my mic on my laptop somehow. I have no idea how. I finally figured it out. And, and then the second time, I didn't plug it back into my laptop. And the third time, I'm not for sure what happened. But or so no no the third time I had remuted my laptop I have no idea how I did that I was happy with how everything turned out and I went to preview the episode and I couldn't hear my voice for 20 minutes so the things I do for you guys now I'm just kidding but so for this podcast we're gonna break this one up into two parts and part one is really gonna zone in on who should and who shouldn't fast. In my opinion, most people aren't actually fasting for the right reasons. And I'm going to talk about all of that here in part one. 
part two is going to be designated towards the pros of fasting. I'm going to answer the common questions like what breaks a fast, uh, what to break a fast with, and how to schedule a fast into your day. And a lot of that is based off of my experiences uh, fasting from as simple as I say simple, but 16 to eight hour fasts, fasts, and as long as 48 hour fast. Breaking this one up into two separate parts, it's going to allow me to hammer down two main points much, much better. The point one being is that we need to stop putting weight loss and fasting in the same basket. And point two being that fasting is a tool in our tool belt. And it doesn't override the importance of a healthy, nutritious diet, proper exercise, and good sleep. So before I get too caught up into today's episode, let's define intermittent fasting. You've probably heard of terms before like a fasted state or, hey, I'm fasting, you know, things like that. And essentially, it's just going a period of time without consuming any calories at all. There are a lot of popular fasting protocols out there with one of the most common ones being an intermittent fast on a 16 to 8 window doing that 3 to 5 or every day of the week. This would mean 16 hours of no food and Within that eight-hour window where you can eat food, that's when you get in all your food for the day. 16 hours, it sounds brutal, but it's really not that bad. I mean, you sleep for six to eight hours of the fast, if you really think about it. Um, A fast like this would be from 5 p.m. to 9 a.m., you do not eat. And then from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., you do eat. Or a fast, another popular one would be 12 hours on, 12 hours off. This could be like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. You you do eat, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. You don't eat. Uh, there's not like an ideal one. There's not an ideal time that you should do your fast in. Uh, it's nothing like that. Usually what I recommend for people to do is to kind of set it up based off of, you know, when they can eat, first of all. And, and, you know, how late do they get home from work or school or whatever the case may be? And then when can they like stop eating? I like to eat late at night. I can eat past nine. I can eat actually at any time of the day, but I don't mind eating at 10 o'clock and then going to bed right afterwards. Uh, You know, so for me, what I what I like to do a lot of the times is I'll either eat a huge meal right before bed and then just fast the next morning until whatever the fast is I'm trying to accomplish is over with. But we're going to talk about all that kind of stuff. It's it's coming. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> There's as far as a longer fast, you can do things like a weekly 24 hour fast or it doesn't have to be weekly. But you know what I mean? Uh, there's a ton of options here. But at this point, I'm sure that a lot of you are wondering, well, what's the point of fasting in the first place? And then which like method or protocol is best? And then questions like, can I work out fasted? Uh, and I know most of you are curious to know what I have to say about the ultimate question, which is what breaks a fast? That's like the question to be asked about fasting, but don't worry. We're going to get into all of that. It's going to be a great time. So also today you're going to hear me vent my frustrations towards topics like fasting and you're going to hear what I like about it and why and when I would utilize it. Hopefully all of this is going to help you just become more informed and more particular with your approach. From my perspective, as a future doctor and someone who educates others on nutritional approaches, 
it's super important for me to be able to see the entire picture to determine whether or not someone would benefit from utilizing fasting. So before we get into all that stuff, I, I got to give you guys my quote. It's a simple, cho- uh, cho- oh, I don't know what I was going to say there. A simple quote, uh, nothing in life is given, everything is earned. It's classic, it's cheesy, right? But it's so true. And that's why it's so good. Uh, I use this quote to, to really set the tone for the topic. If you're looking to fast or you have been fasting because you're trying to shorten the process to, let's say, lose weight, you're going about it all wrong. Fasting has so many other benefits besides weight loss, but that's why it's become so popular. Because fasting has helped many people lose weight, people think that it's the way to lose weight if you're stuck in a rut or you're one of those people who seems to be a lot of people out there who quote unquote can't lose weight. And while those are always good intentions and you've had successes with that, which is great, <clears throat> that's my ultimate frustration with people who endorse fasting with that sole perspective of that it's a great way to lose weight. So why should we fast? Well, fasting offers tremendous health benefits from controlled blood sugar levels, uh, fat loss, of course, lower inflammation, increased brain cell growth, lower risk of cancer, lower blood pressure, better cholesterol ratios. The list goes on. But I bet that 90% of people out there, and you may be some, you may be part of this 90% who endorse fasting, they never fasted for those reasons. And with all of the proven benefits of fasting out there, it would indicate that fasting would be great for everyone, right? Wrong. Over the years, I've had numerous people message me on social media or approach me in the gym asking me about fasting and if they should try it. And typically the first question I would always ask back, and it will be and it continues to be, is why do you want to try fasting? The percentage of those who asked about fasting who were not in good health was pretty, pretty high. And practically every time, it was someone looking for a way to lose weight. And that's the problem. No one approached me for the reasons I mentioned before. Typically just fat loss. And as a future doctor, that's not going to change. So when we were in our biochemistry class with our guest speaker, she owned her own private practice, it was really starting to hit me hard. You know, we were all curious about hearing her talk about fasting, its benefits, what breaks a fast, all of this stuff. But the problem is, and this is what was really kind of firing me up, uh, and not in a bad way, but just kind of like, uh, it just makes me so antsy, is that everyone only just looks at that. Before you even begin to entertain fasting as an option, you need to make sure that you're prioritizing proper nutrition, exercise, and good sleep. If you're not, fasting is not going to do shit for you. And honestly, 99% of the population, they probably only do one of those three things, either sleep, nutrition, or exercise. And you know why? It's because it's pretty freaking hard. It's a huge commitment. It's boring as shit. It can be. Um, And I know that in the future when I start to see clients again, just like I was before I started my program here, the mission is going to remain the same. We have to tackle the big rocks first. And even though we can all agree on the fact that we need to maximize sleep, nutrition, and exercise, we still tend to skip rocks or skip right past those big rocks when dealing with clients and focusing on what's in. And 
the big rocks, that's where everyone starts to fade. No one likes to really talk about it. Um, even the people in us who are giving the advice for the most part, you know, partially it's just kind of a way of the system. It's a hot button topic. And, you know, we feel the need that we need to contribute, which we do. The hard truth, which is the honest truth, is, is that most of us don't practice tackling the big rocks ourselves. And yet we still feel inclined to give advice on it. And that can come out a little harsh, but it's honest. You know, many chiropractors, for example, believe that chiropractors should be getting adjusted regularly. So we practice what we preach. But it's awfully ironic when most give exercise or nutritional tips or just like how to be healthy tips. Uh, yeah, we don't practice it ourselves. It's the equivalent of getting meal plans from an obese dietitian. And when you really start to think about it, you know, it's like I'd say this with all due respect. I love this professor, but, you know, she's definitely overweight and she is all about uh, getting adjusted regularly every week or every two weeks. And I'm like, do you think that there's something else that maybe we should focus on? But you can't tell them that. And, and the thing is with this, with the big rocks, and this is what I would, if I could fix one thing, it would be this and humanity, I guess, but we overlook them because it's hard, of course, like I said, but if it were as easy as, well, you just have to sleep better. You just need to eat better. You just need to exercise more. Then, like, why isn't America not obese and unhealthy? And 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 you know what I mean? Like, why in the world do we face all of these health battles that we do face when the problem or the solution is right there in front of us? And and to answer that question, that to the reason why we can't figure all that stuff out is because first of all, everyone's an individual, and second of all, there's so many factors that play a role into why we don't psychologically, just as much as as it is physically, as as or uh, you know, as far as our hormones go and kind of the, our genes or genetics, is we don't. There's so many factors that play a role into how we approach and how we stay healthy and how we get healthy in the first place. There's uh, things that are getting into our way. You know, we have kids or I just can't eat right. And that's the, that's the aspect of the health and fitness realm that I like to tackle more. And this is definitely a side tangent as far as fasting goes, but you know, if it were as simple as, you know, the, just getting the big rocks out of the way, which I believe that that needs to be the focal point, you know, but people still aren't doing it. And because we can all agree, I think everyone can agree that everyone needs to sleep a lot or sleep well, and then they need to, and, and a lot, but <clears throat> sleep, eat a well-balanced diet and exercise. I think everyone in the world could agree that we all need to do that, but there's, but we don't. And there's a reason why we don't. And that's what I'm interested in. That's what I like to find out. And that's, Honestly, the answer to that question is it depends. And that is the answer to every question when it comes to your nutrition and your exercise questions is it depends. It depends on a thousand different circumstances. It depends on uh, your situation and how you're approaching everything and whatnot. And so that's what appeals to me. And I think that a lot of us look past that because it's scary. It's hard. It's not the... Uh, most flashy route, so to say, but you get things that pop up like fasting and sup the newest supplement on the market. And 
those are the things people want to talk about. And it's all about how you tailor your conversation and you tailor your approach to saying, Hey, like, like, you know, it may not be the flashiest thing, but we all know that you need to exercise it, you know, 30 minutes a day or three days a week or whatever, and you're not doing it. So can we figure out how we can make you do that before we even start talking about something like fasting? I mean, we need to figure out how to just get you to move or just to eat a vegetable or a fruit. And I, and what I'm afraid of is, is that a lot of people just overlook those big rocks. And you'll notice that on the podcast, you'll notice that pretty much every episode, I, in some way or another, I relate it back to just addressing the the big rocks. And the reason being is because it 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 is the foundation for for everything, for your health and, and everything. And I have a great buddy uh, who's probably listening to this podcast right now who's asking me some nutrition advice about what to eat post-workout and what to eat or how late do I eat before bed, that kind of thing. And I was like, I mean, honestly, dude, it's like, how's your nutrition throughout the day in general? If you're, you know, if your diet is shit throughout the day, but you're concerned about your, your post-workout protein shake, um, which his wasn't, but this is the, it, this goes with, this goes for anyone is like, if your diet's crap, but you are like, dude, what should I eat after my workout? I'd be like, dude, it doesn't matter if you're waking up every day and eating four bowls of cereal and you know, your protein intake is, is pretty piss poor. Um, just things like that. Uh, you know, the, that's kind of what I'm getting at with, with this week's episode. Um, and that's kind of a side tangent. Actually, it's a huge side tangent where I wanted to go, but I'm glad I went there. So, I'm going to harp on for a few minutes uh, weight loss and fasting. So fasting for weight loss. I'm going to hop on that train just for a few minutes. So whenever you hear, and this is the, these are the things I want you guys to start doing. Whenever you hear someone preaching the good word of fasting, you know, they said, oh, I lost 50 pounds and I just started fasting. That was the secret. I, I beg of you to think of this before you just go hopping on their choo-choo train to wherever they're going. Did fasting help them lose weight? Or was it just helping them be strong about resisting their 9 p.m. munchies that they get every night? And, and in fact, do that with everything. Did, did going keto help you lose weight? Or were you smarter about your food choices, eliminating processed foods, and you were eating a better, well-balanced diet? Or did you eat less, putting you in a calorie deficit, causing you to lose weight? And, and that is the hardest thing to get across to people. And can and not convince them, but just to make them aware. And that's what I realized is sort of the best approach to this, at least the best approach I can get I can think of so far, is that you know, a lot of people will say, Man, well, I lost weight fasting, like it was fasting that lost the weight. And I'm like, Well, you know, you were eating uh significantly less calories than your body needed to consume throughout the day. Maybe that's why you lost weight. And it's and people don't buy that at first. And it's something that I like to just implant into implant into their brain and then just kind of walk away and let them think on it and let them kind of figure that out for themselves in a way. And I to me, that's what I found to be the best approach. It doesn't mean it is the best approach, uh, but it's kind of what I've found to have worked with a lot of people. And we're going to harp on that for a sec. You know, for the majority of us, barring that we have you know, no metabolic damage or disorders, weight loss is just simply that. It's a matter of calories in, which is your energy intake, 
versus calories out, which is your energy expenditure. And the worst thing we can do is have you associate fasting with weight loss. If a 16 to 8 fasting window helps you reduce your binge eating late at night or whatever, then that's that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it's causing you to eat very little within that window where you can eat, that's dangerous. And not only is it dangerous because you're just consuming so little, but it's it's dangerous because then in, in your head, you're associating with not eating with weight loss. And that's a huge red flag. And the problem is, and it just escalates, you know, then you lose that 20 pounds that you've been trying to lose. And I can, t- I could have told you that was going to happen. But the thing is, is then you go and tell your best friend that fasting is what helped you lose weight. And it's sort of like, it's sort of like the virus going around it. It just multiplies. It reaches people. It, it, people think that, it, it, oh, it worked for my friend Sally. It's going to work for me. And let's say you, you know, with that, you lost that 20 pounds, um, via fasting. And, but in reality, it was just putting you in a calorie deficit. You were resisting your late night munchies and whether it was in a healthy calorie deficit or not, that, that is the question to be asked. Uh, but those are the things that I want you guys to, to really think about when you see these comments, when you see these posts. And, um, I, I tell you guys about this all the time, but the whole Reddit thing, I I love to look at Reddit. I'm on part of a, a few different forums and I just see how people, immediately think that, uh, oh, well, fasting is weight loss. And so I just need to start fasting to, to lose all my weight. And I'm, and I'm like, dude, we need to back up. We need to reevaluate where this is all coming from and figure it out like that. So maybe some of you guys were tuning in this week, hoping I was going to hit you with some hard research on why this and, and why that when it comes to fasting. And, you know, research, it, it's very, very important. And I'm never, ever, ever going to discredit that. But research is not what the general population, aka you all, needs to hear all the time. You need to understand how this and that or whatever is going to affect you as an individual. It's, it's my job to be able to break anything down and relate it to how it can impact you if you do it properly. When you look at any peer-reviewed articles on the benefits of anything, you know, you're going to see every reason in the world on why you should incorporate it. But if we all know what we need to do to eat healthy or lose weight or whatever it is we're looking to do, then why aren't we just doing it, right? And that's, that's where my passion lies. That's what I was talking about earlier. It's, it's finding the why behind all of that. The why behind why you're ignoring the fact that you're exhausted throughout the day, yet you're only getting four hours of sleep a night. Or how you know you need to exercise, yet you just aren't doing it. It's finding the why behind that. And that's all up to the individual. It's all up to you. And we have to figure that out. So I could be the smartest, the most educated person on a certain topic, but if I can't break it down and deliver it to you in a manner that you understand, then that knowledge is virtually worthless as a practitioner or a trainer or whatever. All right, so I'm going to wrap this week's episode up right there. And we're going to leave the logistics to a fast up to next week's episode. I'm partially doing that to keep everyone within like 30 minutes. Uh, so that seems to be the most popular time frame. And, and more or less, actually, because I want everyone to seriously take the time and evaluate how they would give advice to someone who asked them about fasting. 
And that's incredibly important for anyone who may may actually get asked that question, which is just about every healthcare professional out there and every ripped guy or girl in the gym probably. Um, I think unfortunately, you know, too many of us get carried away in fasting alone and we want to go all in on fasting, but we fail to look at the big rocks of exercise, nutrition, and sleep. You know, fasting is a tool and in some cases, though very rare, does it supersede the big rocks. So for my trainers out there, my doctors and future doctors, when you're asked about fasting, maybe ask them why they want to fast. If they have some sort of condition or disease, they've been doing a bunch of research, you know, that could, that's where it could be a great tool for them to use. If they come into your gym or clinic, 80 pounds overweight, they've got a bag of Cheetos in one hand, a Mountain Dew in the other, and they want to know about fasting, where do you start in addressing their problem? If, if that were my client, fasting would be a tool on my tool belt, ready to be pulled out down the road for sure, uh, like far down the road once he or she had started to develop a better relationship with the big rocks. If you're dealing with someone with like poor self-care habits, you know, you have to tackle things one at a time. It may be a hassle just to get them to eat a piece of fruit or some veggies once a day. One of the worst things you can do to someone who struggles with their nutrition is take away something. That's one of the most valuable lessons I've ever learned when it came to dealing with someone's diet. They already struggle with self-control. It's like when your mom tells you to clean your room as a kid though you were already thinking about doing it, you know, and, and now that she told you you don't want to do it, that, that's kind of the same concept. You don't want to take away anything uh, from someone who struggles with that because they'll say, well, shoot, I'm, you know, I can't have it, so now I'm going to have it. And, and, and that's the point I'm really trying to get across this week. Fasting is a tool. It's a tool for your tool belt. It's not a method you should use to specifically lose weight. We have to address the big rocks. We need to make sure we're exercising, sleeping well, and have a healthy diet, regardless of if we're fasting or not. And once we kind of have a grasp, grasp on those three things, and it doesn't, it doesn't mean those three things have to be perfect by any means, but once we have like a grip on those and we are pretty good with that, that's when we can start incorporating things like fasting. So be on the lookout next Friday for everything regarding the logistics of a fast. I've fasted personally for as long as 48 hours, which for some that's a piece of cake. And to some people that sounds like a really scary number. But we're going to dive into all of that then. And until then, I'll see you guys next week.